What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Success 101 podcast. As always, this is your host, Jared Warren. Super excited to be here with you guys today talking about a topic that is very near and dear to my heart, and that is execution. We work a ton on strategy. We work very little on execution when it comes to peak performance in most of our highly active roles. The book I'm highlighting today, The Four Disciplines of Execution, I think you guys are going to love. But first, I can't start off a podcast without mentioning my partnership with Dry Farm Wines. If you guys haven't heard my episode with Todd White, Dry Farm Wine CEO, go back and listen a couple of episodes ago where we debunked a ton of the myths the wine industry would have you believe. And I can't tell you guys how excited I am about this company. I had the privilege of meeting Todd, gosh, what was it? A couple years ago, I think now, out at the Bulletproof Conference. He and his team are always at Paleo FX. And if you guys know me, you know I love the brain and the body connection. Brain and body health is what I thrive on because if we're reaching higher levels of peak performance, let's face it, what else besides our brain and body are going to help us get there? And frankly, alcohol typically does not mix with those two things. But here's the thing about this science wine, as I call it, is you can stay in a true state of ketosis while drinking it, even up to a bottle of wine every night. It's pretty amazing. So this is hangover-free wine. This is sugar-free wine. It's all organic or biodynamic farming. It's dry farming, which you'll hear about in our episode if you guys go tune in. Episode 202, I believe. There's no additives. The FDA has approved over 76 additives for use in winemaking that you guys had no idea likely was in your wine. Sugars, sulfites, all different kinds of colorings, pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, acid, phosphate, gelatin. There's all kinds of things in wine that the wine industry would have you believe you're just drinking fermented grapes. That is not the case. But I can promise you this episode will blow your mind as far as what the wine industry would have you believe. I believed in their company so much that I partnered with them. And now you guys can get an incredible deal, including a penny bottle of wine with your order. Just head to dryfarmwines.com. That's dryfarmwines.com forward slash success 101. You guys at the checkout will have your chance to get a penny bottle of wine. That's right. An incredible bottle of wine for just one penny with your order. And I won't go into it all here today, but you guys need to go listen to episode 202 with Todd White. That's success101podcast.com forward slash 202 or wherever you listen to podcasts and go tune in to our episode. And then head on over to dryfarmwines.com forward slash success101. Grab your penny bottle of wine with your order. And this wine, guys, the taste of it, you'll hear me talk more about it in the episode. The taste of it is something that I can't explain. I couldn't even explain it to Todd, the CEO of the company, while we were on this episode together. So write in, let me know what you think, and I think you guys are going to love this. So what else? I went to my team this week. We've been offering my book, From Success to Significance, for just the shipping cost on the paperback version in the United States. We've been offering the digital download for about the same cost for people outside of the United States. And I said, what are we doing? Let's just offer this thing for free to everybody on a digital download. If you guys go to success101podcast.com forward slash book, select the paperback version, and at checkout, if you will enter the coupon code free success 101 that's F-R-E-E success 101 you're going to get a digital download of the digital copy of From Success to Significance, the six vision building strategy manual, the five components for creating your bigger vision. You're going to be able to download that to any Kindle, mobile device, anything that you want to so that you've got it there with you and you can go through these exercises. The highlight reel, 
the to be exercise, the legacy exercise, the penthouse, flipping the penthouse upside down so that your calendar is full of the things that you want to do, not the things that you feel like you should do. All of that is over there. So again, head to success101podcast.com forward slash book and enter free success101 in the coupon code for your free instant download. I want people all around the world to have this thing. So go check it out. Now, on to our episode today about the four disciplines of execution by Chris McChesney, Sean Covey of the Covey family, and Jim Hewling. I first heard about this book when Cal Newport referenced it in his book, Deep Work. If you haven't heard my episode with Cal Newport, we had an awesome episode about not chasing your passions, finding deep work, all of those sort of things that he talks about and does a masterful job at. We had a killer smashing episode together. Just go Google Jared Warren or Success 101, Cal Newport. You'll find it out there everywhere. But I first heard about this book, The Four Disciplines of Execution, in his book, Deep Work. And I'm like, okay, if Cal's talking about this, it's got to be good. So here's my question for you guys. Why is it so hard to execute promising ideas and important goals? Think about that question I just framed there. Why is it so hard to execute promising ideas? Not just ideas. Ideas in and of themselves can be hard to execute, but promising ideas and important goals. Why is it so hard for us to move toward that? So the authors of this book that I mentioned, they've surveyed over 200,000 leaders around the world to find out why they struggle to execute. The answers varied, as you could imagine, from country to country, from training styles to other training styles. But what the authors realized was all their answers had one thing in common. The main reason leaders and teams routinely fail to execute promising strategies and important team goals, as I mentioned, is because they spend all their energy dealing with the whirlwind. So they talk a lot about the whirlwind in this book. I call it noise. I call it chaos. I call it interruption. But just think about this. If our livelihood as leaders or entrepreneurs or people in highly active roles every day, if we have to execute on any idea, any promising idea or important goal amidst an absolute whirlwind, you know it's going to require discipline. It requires discipline to deal with the urgent items while remaining focused on what's important. Jay Papasan and I did a podcast together where in his book, The One Thing with Gary Keller, they talk about that one thing, the one thing. Greg McEwen and I talked about this on our episode uh, about his book, Essentialism, where he said before the 20th century, priority was a singular word. It didn't become priorities until after the 20th century. Can you really have more than one priority, more than one of the most important thing? But the four disciplines of execution, 4DX, is a simple, it seems complex at first, but it is a simple, it is a repeatable, it is a proven formula. And once I got my hands on this book, I didn't only take Cal Newport's words and use them to heart, but I was totally hooked on these guys' message. So think about this. Stop for a moment and ask yourself this question. Which do leaders you're associated with, centers of influence, people you know who are leading companies, who are in highly active roles, even if they're not running the company, which of these do they struggle with more? Is it creating a strategy or is it executing the strategy? Execution. It is harder creating execution versus creating strategy. Now, here's the second question I want you guys to think about. If you have any sort of advanced education, if you have any training in the academic sphere, what were you taught to study more? What did you become forced to study more? Execution or strategy? Any leader you ask that question to, the response is going to be strategy. 
So it's not surprising that the area with which leaders struggle is also the one which they have the least education. If you study more on strategy, but you know that execution is the hardest to implement, we know we've got a huge disconnect here. This is not rocket science, guys, by any means. So the basic idea is it's all about execution. Specifically, it's all about what the authors called the four disciplines of execution. And that's an emphasis on the discipline because these are not easy. They are simple. They are simple strategies. They are not easy to implement unless you are hungry to make sure they're implemented in your life. So let's go through these, the four disciplines. What are they? Discipline number one, focus on the wildly important. Basically, the more you try to do, the less you actually accomplish, which flies in the face, totally flies in the face of our society today. But this is something that we all live with. This is an inescapable principle that we all live with, is the more we try to do, the less we actually accomplish. More on that in a bit. Discipline number two, you've got to act on lead measures. So this is leverage. When I get to discipline number two, it's going to be all about leverage. It's based on the same principle that not all actions are created equal. Discipline number three, keep a compelling scorecard. This is my favorite one of all because it ties into so much of what I do in my financial planning practice and the advisors that I coach and many of the private clients that I coach. People play differently. Think about this, guys. People play differently when they're keeping score. That's why participation trophies don't work. And people are going to figure that out in this generation sooner than later. If you doubt what I'm saying, watch any group of people over the age of, let's say, 10, maybe even eight, play a game. And you guys watch how they play the game when there's no score being kept, and then you watch how they play the game when there's a score being kept. One of our issues in dating with my wife was that she would get frustrated that I couldn't play games for fun. Now, she's a competitor herself, but there were times where she wanted to play games just for the sake of playing games. If I don't think I can absolutely dominate you, I won't play. At our farmhouse back in East Texas, we've got a foosball table there. I will not play foosball with her because I'm not good at it. I get frustrated about it. I won't play it. I have to win. I think that's a strength of mine. I think that's a healthy strength. But I also know that it comes from this same principle, that when scorekeeping matters, people play harder. Nothing wrong with playing for fun. But if you're in organized competition, especially in business or in leadership, as we're talking about here, keeping score matters. Again, more on that in a moment. Discipline number four is creating a cadence of accountability. This is where execution really happens, and you'll see that once I go into it. The first three disciplines set up the game. It sets up the structure. It sets up everything that we're going for. But until you apply discipline number four, you or your team, however you're applying this, really isn't in the game. So let's break these down one by one. Discipline number one, as the authors say in this book, is we need to focus on our wildly important goal. So the 4DX authors call this your WIG, wildly important goal. I think that might be a strange term. I would just say, as Jay Papasan says in his book and Gary Keller, the one thing. You could mention it by many names. It's the same thing. So I mentioned Cal Newport earlier and how he talks about this book in his book, Deep Work. But it's similar to what I mentioned earlier. It's the more you try to do, the less you actually accomplish. The authors of this book elaborate that execution should be aimed at a small number of wildly important goals. This simplicity, narrowing it down to that one thing, maybe two at the most, will help focus an individual's or an organization's energy to a sufficient intensity to ignite real results. In layman's terms, that means 
focus on less things that are super important, and you're going to ignite real results rather than being spread out. So what is the purpose of step number one? It's to identify what is wildly important to you, like huge. What is that huge thing that is super important to you? And start there. Say yes to it. Say no to everything else. And I mean everything else, all the distractions. And that may be hard to do. It's super hard for a guy like me that wants to accomplish a lot. And I know a lot of you that are tuning in want to do the same. But the first discipline of execution requires sustaining that noise, that chaos around us at its current level while we advance one wildly important goal at a time. And so to define your wildly important goal, we can't ask what's most important. That's what most people do. What is most important? If you ask that question, you will focus on the noise around you because everything in that noise, everything in the chaos seems important. Think about that. Go through the course of your day and try to identify one main thing you need to do. Everything seems important, likely because you're asking what's important. So you're going to identify all of those things that seem important. Instead, I want you guys to ask yourself if everything else remained at its current level of performance, if it stayed where it was, what one achievement would make everything else seem secondary? Discipline number two is we need to act on lead measures. This was a great chapter for me to go through because so many times I find myself getting caught up in the lag measurements, not the lead measurements. We want to focus on lead measures. Now, this may seem a little bit contradictory because your wildly important goal that I just mentioned is actually a lag measure. It lags behind the other things you do. It is the result of doing a bunch of things right. Your lead measure, the thing you should focus on, is the number one thing you actually do to create the result that you want. Most people create a goal, fill in lag measure there, right? Most people create a goal or lag measure and then spend all their time looking at their stats to see if they hit it. The best executors, the best of the best, the superstars, however, they create their one thing and they spend all their time measuring whether or not they're crushing their lead measure stuff that will make that a result as a byproduct. Lead behavior are the measurements of the critical day-to-day -day activities that lead to where you want to go. Whereas lag result measurements are the measurements of the results you want. We've got it a little bit backwards here. This chapter was huge for me in understanding that. So for the financial advisors that I coach, if they need to make more consulting calls, that's the lead behavior, that's going to lead to more consulting meetings and opportunities on their calendar. That's the lag result. You see the difference there? If someone spends more time studying, that's the lead behavior it's going to lead to higher grades, which is the lag result. So measuring results such as consulting meetings can be frustrating because it takes time for your actions to produce measurable results. That's why they're called lag results. A lot of things happen before you can peek behind the curtain and go, did we hit it or did we not? Did we get there or did we not? If you measure a value you can't immediately improve, your willingness to execute will diminish. However, if you guys focus on a metric, you can influence every day you'll sustain your level of execution. So when you can see those daily and weekly signs of improvement, you'll increase your engagement, you'll increase your drive, you'll increase the time you spend on your important thing. Just know that so much of the business world out there looks at lag results to measure if they're on the right track or not. And what they should be looking at is more of their lead behaviors. It all goes back to discipline number one. Strategy is looking at the lag results to focus on where you've gotten to versus where you've come from. Execution is looking on the lead behavior that it takes to move forward out of your tracks and get that train rolling down the tracks.
And if you can see your daily and weekly signs of improvement, it's going to increase your engagement, your drive, and your execution of your wildly important goal. Those are going to be lead behaviors that help you sustain your level of execution. Discipline number three is we need to keep a compelling scorecard. I told you guys earlier, this was my favorite part of the book. And I think it's because so many of the people that I coach don't stick to a scorecard. They say they do many times, but many of them don't keep to a scorecard because we get lazy or we get unfocused. Many businesses out there don't have a blueprint or a scorecard to stick to. We need to have a fun, compelling way to know at a glance whether or not we're on track. So those of you who have been around long enough to understand why keeping score matters, you know that without a scoreboard, you or your team will lose track of your measurements. You're going to forget the score. Therefore, you've got to create a scoreboard, whether that's for your office, your team, yourself, whatever industry or occupation you're in. But you've got to create this scoreboard that includes these three things. Your wildly important goal. That probably should be the title at the top, the thing you're focusing on. But you've also got to have your lag measurements in there and your lead measurements in there. So your scoreboard should be large enough to notice every day. You should probably have it posted multiple places. At one point, I had a scoreboard posted in my office for my team and I to see. I had it posted on my mirror in the bathroom that I get ready in each morning. I also had a small laminated version, so small that I couldn't even see the font on it, in my car taped to the dashboard so that every morning when I got in, it was hanging right there. But you should have it posted where it's visible and it's in multiple locations, simple enough to know if you're winning in about five seconds or less when you glance at it. If you're improving the lead measurement and the lead measurement is corresponding to improvements in the lag measurement, then you're winning. What do most people do, as I mentioned before? They only focus on pulling the curtain back, looking at the lag measurement and going, did we get there? Well, if you didn't, then you may have just wasted an entire quarter trying to get to where you want to be by not focusing on the lead measurements, which I said before, is the execution, not the strategy. Let's focus on the execution of how to get there, which will then impact the strategy, not the other way around as so many businesses do. The last discipline, discipline number four, is we have to create a system of accountability. We have to make sure that we're regularly checking in on how we're doing in the entire process. We can't just set up a system and then walk away. I've seen a lot of businesses do that as well. The private coaching clients I have, the financial advisors I coach, they set up a system, they feel like they know the system well, and then they walk away from that. The system requires us to stay on top of it. We need to be accountable to those lead measurements if we want to enjoy the process, if we want to ensure the likelihood of succeeding, and if we want to achieve that wildly important goal in the end, which is our lag measure. I mean, really, that's 4DX in a nutshell. It's all about process. I probably say that 20 times a week. Stick to the process. Do yourself a favor. Stick to the process. Don't stick to the outcome. In a business like mine in financial planning, Things oftentimes move slow. How many times am I going to have people turn over $750,000 or a million or a million five, $2 million to me after one meeting of meeting with me? Probably not very often. How many times am I going to rack up 20 new clients in a month? Probably not very often. That's not even what I'm aiming for at this stage of my career. It doesn't happen overnight. I've got to understand that sticking with a process every single day, that's been the biggest business and life lesson that I've learned, whether it's raising kids, whether it's in my marriage, whether it is in my business, especially sticking with a process is the key to standing on the leaderboard at the end of the day, 
not looking at the outcome of every single minute, hour, quarter of the day, end of the day, and asking myself, did I succeed or did I not? Remember, that's a lag goal. That's not what I want to focus on. I want to focus on the lead goals to help me get there. So I've got to enjoy the process and I've got to ensure that it's a strong likelihood that I will succeed in the end in order to finally hit the outcome, which is my lag measure. Now, all that sounds great, right? Let's look at what can get in the way. The biggest thing, guys, that can get in the way is the whirlwind, the noise, the chaos. It's the massive amount of energy that's necessary to keep your operation going or keep yourself going on a day-to-day basis. And ironically, this is very interesting, but it's also the thing that makes it so hard to execute anything new. The chaos robs you from the focus required to move your team forward. And the truth of it is leaders seldom differentiate between the noise and the chaos and the strategic goals because both are necessary to the survival of your success or to the organization's success. Think about that for a moment. You might find it interesting to hear me say that, that it is hard to distinguish between the noise and the chaos and the strategic goals. You may think, oh, I totally recognize the noise and chaos that brings stress. And I totally see where the goals are that bring prosperity and happiness. But the truth is, we're kidding ourselves. Leaders have a very hard time distinguishing between the noise and chaos and the strategic goals they're trying to carry out because both truly are necessary to the survival of the organization. But we know they're clearly different. And more importantly, they compete relentlessly, guys, for your time, your resources, your energy, your attention. That's why it's noise. That's why it's chaos. And I don't have to be the one to sit here and tell you which one's usually going to win this fight. Mark Devine, one of my favorite people on the planet, good friend of mine, he talks all the time about which wolf will you starve, the courage wolf or the fear wolf. I don't have to tell you in this situation that I'm describing here which one is going to win. Do you think the noise and the chaos is going to win based on your experience? Or do you think the strategic goals, the properly executed goals that you are trying so hard each day to implement and our team and myself, I will not be lazy and I will not succumb to the distraction and I will implement them so carefully. No, come on, guys, give me a break. We know that the noise and the chaos is going to win because they fight for our resources, our energy and our attention. But the truth is, and a lot of you know this already, is there will always be a ton of urgent things pressing on us for our attention. There will always be noise. There will always be chaos. I used to talk a lot in my early episodes about eliminating the noise and the chaos. I didn't realize it at the time, but I was fooling myself. You can't eliminate the noise and the chaos. We can prioritize one thing, not many things, priorities. We can prioritize the most important thing that's going to help us accomplish our most important goals. The chaos, the noises I'm referring to includes all the incoming messages you need to respond to, all the important quote unquote phone calls you need to take, all the problems you need to resolve, all the meetings you need to prepare for. The whirlwind is urgent and it acts on you and everyone working for you every minute of every day. You can't eliminate it like I thought you could in earlier episodes, but you certainly can minimize it. So guys, in wrapping this up, let me just recap back through what I've mentioned so far. And I want you to listen to this and take notes many times over because this is so important. This is so important. Discipline number one is to focus on what's wildly important. Give your focus to your finest efforts on the one or two goals that will make all the difference instead of giving mediocre effort to all kinds of goals out there. Execution starts with focus. If you haven't figured that out yet, execution 
starts with focus. If you're not focused, you're not going to put one foot in front of the other. We need to say yes to our wildly important goal, and we need to say no to everything else. Drill down to the distinction between lag and lead measures. Remember, a lag measure is the measurement of the result you're trying to achieve. And we call them lag measures because by the time you get the data, the result has already happened. They're always lagging behind the data you need in front of your face immediately to see where you are. The noise, everything around you is full of those measurements. Think about it for a second. What are some other lag measurements that you follow? Revenue, accounts payable, inventory numbers, asset utilization, efficiency, anything you track and later go back and look at the results, that is a lag measurement. Lead measurements are different. They tell you the result in real time. Next, remember guys, we've got to keep score. This is the third discipline. Make sure everyone knows the score at all times so they can tell whether or not they are winning. That's you, that's your peers, that's people in your accountability group, that's people on your team. This is engagement at its highest level. It's accountability. People play differently when they're keeping score. And the difference in performance between a team that understands their lead and lag measures as a concept and a team that actually knows their score is unbelievable. If the lead and lag measures are not captured on some sort of a scoreboard and updated in real time, they will disappear into the distraction of the noise and chaos. People disengage when they don't know the score. My financial advisors that I coach here, they tell me how many phone calls they make. They tell me how many meetings they keep. They tell me how many people they meet with that turn over assets to them. It's all a crapshoot if you're not keeping score. The cool thing is, though, is when you set up a system where you can see at a glance, real-time results have to be at a glance. When you can see at a glance that you're winning, you become profoundly engaged. People play differently when they're keeping score. Think about it this way as well. If you're bowling, imagine we all go bowling. We all kind of suck at bowling, right? But imagine yourself bowling out a night with friends. If you have any competitive streak within you whatsoever, you want to win. But just picture everybody bowling into a curtain. You can't see how you did. You don't know the outcome. How fun would that be? Keep score. Dial up your intensity. So guys, there you have it. The four disciplines, in all caps, of execution. Discipline one, focus on the wildly important. What is your one thing? Discipline two, act on lead measures, not lag measures. Flip the script from what so many businesses do today. Discipline three, keep a compelling and an easy-to-glance real-time scorecard, turn up the intensity. And discipline four, create accountability around you, among your peers, among those that are around you, so that you can feel the results of winning. Stick to the process, not to the outcome of every single day. Guys, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Success 101 podcast. If you would like to connect directly with me, please shoot my team an email to info at success101podcast.com. Also, check out my coaching programs over on the website at success101podcast.com forward slash coaching. If you want a free digital download of my ebook, From Success to Significance, The Six Vision Building Strategies, The Five Components for Creating a Bigger Vision for 2018, Head over to success101podcast.com forward slash book, select the ebook option, and at checkout, enter free success101. You'll get an instant download, and I look forward to hearing how it's changing your lives. I'll catch you guys on the next awesome episode of the Success 101 Podcast. Until then.